This is a Capricorn FM podcast. We want to talk about uh, a reply in Parliament that comes uh, from the ministers in the security cluster, largely that revealed that more than 400 government-issued firearms and thousands of rounds of ammunition have been lost or stolen. The Democratic Alliance says what is most worrying is that these growing numbers indicate that the SUPS, under the leadership of Minister Tele, has been unable to stop the growing trend and whatever they've been doing is not working. We're speaking to Oki Terblanche there from the Democratic Alliance, who is Deputy Shadow Minister of Police. Good evening and welcome. Good afternoon, Jabula, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me, and um, it's good to be here. Thank you, appreciate your time. Now, talk, talk to us about Generally, what you're picking up from this parliamentary reply on firearms and ammunition that has been lost? Jabula, I'm going to focus mostly, uh, you know, on the police's side. Obviously, that is my portfolio. So, you know, we got a response from our minister, Minister Taylor, that, you know, over the last two and a half years, the police lost uh, 1,725 official police firearms got stolen from them. And that, you know, on average, that's about 61 firearms stolen every single month over that period. Now, you know, you can just imagine that, um, you know, the police is supposed to be protecting our citizens. Mm. And, you know, the firearms that they are issued with, one would hope that they will be able to utilize those firearms to protect our citizens and now they are losing it you know to the extent you know one can just imagine that this is ending up in the hands possibly of you know criminals and gangs and you know obviously putting our people's you know safety in you know greater danger so that is our concern about it mm. so what what is said to be the cause of losing these firearms you know, that is that is the one thing that we are not certain about. We asked the minister about that and we didn't get, you know, a response on that to our satisfaction. So we are going to go back to the minister again with follow-up questions. Mm. Uh, you know, there is a growing trend uh, to the extent that, you know, if we do our calculations, there's a possibility that, you know, in the 23-24 financial year, we can end up having lost you know, 800 plus uh, firearms for that financial year only. Mm. So so it's not clear why the, at least as you speak about the police, the police are actually losing these firearms. What is the suspicion as to where do they end up? That may easily be a difficult claim to make, though, a difficult suspicion or speculation to make. But is there any speculation as to where they may end up? Yes, you know, what we try to do, you know, and obviously that is quite possible. You know, the police are doing, you know, tests on the firearms, ballistic tests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of our question, and that was section B of our question, is we also wanted to know how many firearms were recovered again over the same period. And, you know, obviously all firearms recovered that, you know, stolen firearms must be ballistically tested. And, you know, then the last part of our question is how many of those firearms possibly were used, you know, uh, with the, you know to commit crime? You know, that can be determined when, once the ballistic tests are being done. And mm. uh, the minister didn't give us that answer and we'll be following up again you know, just to make sure what is the factual position to, you know, be up to date with that and, you know, see what can be done, you know, to to, to curb this mm. uh, 
you know, what is going on at the moment. In terms of what can be done, is that something that you already suggest or is that something you expect also from the police to respond to? You know, obviously, as I said, we are expecting them to respond. But yes, we also suggested, you know, in the past to the police, you remember they are, you know, doing every year, you know, their action plan or their operational plan that they intend doing and how they're going to spend their money with their, you know, targets and stuff like that. And, you know, this is a growing trend. You know, it's, it didn't start yesterday. I mean, you know, over the last three years, for instance, in the 21-22 financial year, they lost or even, uh, already 712. And the next financial year, 742. So we put pressure all the time on the minister and the department, you know, to try to curb this and come up with measures that, that will prevent this. They did, you know, present like their, their action plan to, to attend to that. Mm. But apparently that's not working and that is part of our concern. Right, right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Jabula. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Good evening to you. That is uh, Okita Branch there from the Democratic Alliance Shadow Deputy Minister of Police. So we're speaking to criminologists on the same matter. That is Professor Kulufelo Mabenarago. Prof, good evening. Compliments. Good evening. Compliments to you. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you talking to us. So, so you've, you've seen this story about ammunition and firearms that have been lost in the hands of law enforcement, um, SNDF and so on. What is your reaction to that? My reaction is that you, you lose what you want to lose. If there were repercussions um, for losing such, that would have hindered this reckless losses. Because for me, I feel like our law enforcers mm. have lost an understanding and the crux of their job. They don't lose. It's either they sell, it's either they, they just give away. Because losing, it should be unheard of in the in the operation in the organization it should be something unheard of mm. you cannot lose such a critical property because when you lose it we know for sure it's going to do what you want to prevent mm. what you mandated to prevent that uh, a gun is there for you to protect the country right mm. to protect yourself as well in line of duty. Mm. So when you lose it, what are circumstances that led to you losing it? Because it seems like lately there's even comfortability around saying I've lost it. Mm. Wait. Then it means as an officer, you were where you were not supposed to be or you don't protect your space because as an officer, you should know where to go with a firearm or how to keep a firearm. We believe you are well trained to deal with it. And besides that, the distributors as well, there's been so much corruption in that line because some are lost, some are bought. Mm. We're talking to Professor Kulufelo Mabena Rakubu and we're looking at these reports that are saying the law enforcement officers have lost collectively some 400 issued firearms and thousands of uh, ammunition. Uh, but, but, and, and Prof, as we said, 
this seems to be increasing over the years because this is not only a number of one year it's it's, it's over the years and and you touched on something that it seems to not be a big deal when someone loses it how should that be dealt with how should that be treated that should be true. It's like as a, as a doctor, uh, I'll give an example of a medical doctor. Mm. There's a list of n- not certain things that a doctor cannot do, mm. like divulging my medical condition. Mm. So losing a firearm is equivalent to that. Mm. It's equivalent to that. It's like using a wrong needle mm. on a patient. So that cannot be, that should be done by a bogus doctor. We understand. Mm. So even in the law enforcement, looking into the crime landscape in South Africa, it is only a poorly trained officer that can use a firearm. Mm. Unless the circumstances are such that we understand the laws. Yes, there is a particular percentage mm. that is definitely robbed, right, yeah. of the firearm. Yeah. But losing... And and we don't even have a pool of reasons, sufficient reasons, mm. to support the number that keeps on rising. Yeah. We don't have. If I were to ask a random a police officer to say, what are common reasons? They don't have a pool of reasons because they are so useless. You can't even take those reasons. Some have been lost um, during festive season. Yeah. We know most officers have... Uh, alcohol issue. Mm. Some have or genuinely lost them during intoxication, mm. right? right? That we know. But the minute you get intoxicated to such an extent, mm. then you are not fit to be an officer. So and the rest is cash, it's fail, is this and that. And because we don't even know of a sentence mm. for losing a firearm. What happens when you lose a firearm and someone is found dead somewhere? Mm. So, so you say that you know, when be, you lost it, yeah. yeah. So you're saying there could be cash. There could be those that sell them. There are those that sell them. Mm. You remember, they, they, they are those that owes um, the kingpins, the organized crime syndicate. You, you just get us one. There are those that are genuinely robbed. There are those that are just reckless. They don't care about law enforcement or the organization or the integrity of law enforcement mm. in South Africa. Yeah, because if, if we were to interview police commissioner, for example, and ask, why are your members, what are reasons behind mm. your members losing? That should be equivalent to dismissals. You understand? Mm. If you're saying 400, then let's have 400 dismissals. Or 300 dismissals to to, to show that you are dealing with it and you understand the ramification of a police officer losing his firearm in this era. Because the ramification, therefore, can be that it falls in the hands, in the wrong hands. It it falls in the hands of criminals who may uh, erase uh, the the numbers that are used to identify them and then recommit crime. It may even be impossible to therefore trace. It is. It is. And some are used to even kill fellow officers. Mm. Some are even used to kill family members. Because if we check a pool of um, firearms in South Africa, mm. those contribute immensely to that pool. Besides the, uh, uh, the, the pool that gets through our porous borders, right? right. And the pool that gets through um, the, the, the Yozamazamas and so forth, the syndicate that is just running crime landscape in South Africa. Mm. But police officers or law enforcers contribute immensely to that. But we should be revisiting the organization to check 
to what extent do you ensure that a police officer understands this? And what do you do? And what kind of examples have you set as an organization for officers to think twice before they could even handle a, a firearm recklessly? Mm, mm. No, yeah. uh, I, I, I I hear you, but 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 then again, of course, and and uh, the police are obviously held to a different and higher standard to society because mm-hmm. uh, Gun Free South Africa says in that period some twenty five thousand guns were also lost from civilians, and 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 that mm-hmm. would be worrying. Of course, it it goes to back into increasing the pool of firearms that are not in the hands of those that are registered too. Yeah, if now we tap into civilians, mm. if you check now in South Africa, there are civilians that own firearms and they were not supposed to own those firearms. Honali, mm. a shortcut in between to get a firearm in South Africa. Mm. That is why you find some recklessly showing off of their firearms in places they are not supposed to be carrying firearms. Mm. And when you show off with the firearm, you are inviting, you are making yourself susceptible to victimization. When we come, when they come in for rob in or break in or hijacking, mm. they know exactly that you have a firearm. Because you are not even trained to know and understand that you should have a proper safe. Mm. And this is you, you, you show off this firearm when necessary, when it's time to protect yourself. So now, Zeke and Harry own the firearm in South Africa. When they are drunk, they just shoot anyway. Mm. Then tomorrow, that firearm is gone. So it contributes to that pool because people that are not supposed to have psychologically and economically, mm. they don't even qualify for a firearm. But it looks like it's a fashion in South Africa to own a firearm and it's easy to own a firearm due to what? Just availability of firearm sales in the townships and villages. You understand? Mm. So it looks like, the, and again, the level of criminality in South Africa suggests that you must own a firearm because what? Fear of crime. We are not safe. So it looks like if I own one, I mm. might feel safer. But I'm not trained to handle it. There's some excitement around handling a firearm amongst black communities in particular, mm. especially when under the influence. Mm, mm. So that is why we show them off. That is why we forgive them in the houses, unlocked cars and so forth. Our boyfriend, girlfriends are aware that it's our tuncha. So mm. we, we know we have a gun. Conversations are around Tunyasaka, you know that concept, mm. my gun. Mm. So you are inviting us to tell our brothers that no, when you need a gun for quick job, get this one, he'll be out. So go to his room and then you'll get one. And then because they are reckless, mm. they don't even go to report because they can't even explain how they got it in the first place. With, 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 with the high numbers of gender-based violence that we have in the country when you were talking about Stunyasaka there I just I just had a thought um imagining it's probably a tv show I saw uh, imagining someone who has an unregistered firearm and uses it wrongly in an in, yeah. in an abusive setting and they do eh? they do they they they, they abuse our sisters, they sleep with their guns next to the headboard or by the side of the bed or when they want to reprimand each other, it's a gun or when they want to be taken serious during events, they show off guns. 
and as a girlfriend, if you, you, you they want to threaten you or they want to call you to order, they show you a gun. Mm. So there's something about guns. And uh, the, like I said, those are people with psychological issues. And these are those are teaching time bombs, you understand? Yeah. Those are abused souls. Those are vulnerable souls with long-standing issues, but they resort to guns. They have guns, which is something that is not supposed to be next to them because they are very vulnerable, reckless, and impulsive. Mm, mm, so right. The process of getting a gun in South Africa should be tightened mm. because we are a very vulnerable, impulsive community to an extent that owning a gun should be a last resort. There should mm. be enough reasons for one to own a gun, but it's not. You own a gun and you use a taxi. Mm. You, you can imagine when there are squabbles that don't even need you because mm. you are a very impulsive soul, then you use a gun. And talking about using a taxi, but on the other hand, that, that's another field where mm. guns are used and unregistered firearms may easily be there or may even be required for that space. The, the taxi industry is highly combustible. Yeah, and if you check in that taxi industry to check registered ones, it might be 2%, but 50% mm. of the uh, taxi drivers or owners have guns. Mm, and mm. we don't even tap into analyzing the legality of those guns. Mm. We are, it's like, okay, taxi owner, it's okay to have one. If your uncle drives a taxi and has a gun, we don't even care of the psychological state or the, 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 how relatable, how vulnerable, how impulsive your uncle is. Just because he drives a taxi, it looks like, no, that is, it's okay. Because what? because of taxi violence. Mm, mm, Now, that gun will not only solve taxi violence, it will solve you and it all. Mm. Or or a truck driver, I I suspect the truck driver. Or a truck driver. Uh, During a road rage that can be just solved by handshake, a gun has a particular spirit that is just unexplainable. That's the road rage. Mm, mm, You should... understand so it's not for certain beings right well thank you very much prof appreciate your time that was a capricorn fm podcast for more podcasts visit capricornfm.co.za